Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Moments That Made Me with me, your host, Roxy Nafusi. Today we are joined by the absolutely incredible Estelle Bingham. Estelle is one of the UK's leading holistic healers. She is committed to helping others heal, express truth, and embrace and embody their true joy and potential. I have numerous friends who have seen Estelle for sessions and have been completely transformed through her work. And I saw her myself for my first session just yesterday, and I was so deeply moved. I really cannot wait to hear her three defining moments. Estelle, hello! Hi, Roxy, I'm here, I made it. I'm very excited. You made it! Very excited. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And I've been hearing your name sort of through the grapevine for so long. People have kept saying your name's popped up. You've got to see Estelle Bingham. She's amazing. And I finally pinned you down and you're worth the wait. You're unbelievable. Oh, I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased that we finally got together. And um, yeah, it was one of those those things in terms of getting, finding... um, you know, I was thinking about my defining moments, actually. And I think one of them was when um, Gwyneth Paltrow came. She found me and I wasn't online and I was I hadn't didn't have an Instagram or I didn't even have a website. And I've been word of mouth for 20 years. And I've always trusted that whoever's meant to find me will find me. And it's like a kind of it's almost like I sort of, you know, the, the souls that are meant to come in, come in. But then there was that moment where life just knocks on the door and, and it's sometimes you the medicine is to do more and sometimes the medicine is to do less and so at that moment my medicine was actually to do more and get out of the way of myself so suddenly I had an Instagram handle which I've only had about just over a year and I got my website together which is fantastic but also means that that then you know people can actually find me so (laughs) well I'm I'm so glad yeah. I'm so glad. So, oh, I've, I want to hear more about Gwyneth, by the way. This is incredible. She's my goals. Um, but let's go straight in to your first defining moment. Yeah. So my first defining moment was when I was very young. And I, I feel like it was a good sort of, I was around four or five. And I remember thinking to myself that that this will not last forever. And what I was reflecting on in that moment was 
my childhood environment and what it was like growing up with my mother, who we kind of talked about this a little bit yesterday and and, um, the confusion of the mother who is wounded and can't love properly or can't parent properly. Um, when they are, they're not necessarily defined by that, they can have qualities that, that are very loving, which means it's it's really difficult to discern what's going on as a child. But um, my mom definitely had some stuff happening. So she was definitely narcissistic. There was definitely some toxic parenting happening. And I had this defining moment really where I understood that it wouldn't be forever. And that's very important. For, that was very important for me. Um because often what happens, and in my work, this return to these these places, the return to find the child and, and recover the child, um, when we recover the child, they're in a state of shock and, and real profound confusion because there's this sense that this is going to be, this is life. And, and so that really helped me. It really, it really, it changed my relationship to, that pain. Um, and a few years later, I started meditating, which I think was a great help for me, um, because it, it meant that just by default, when you, you meditate, you are connected to sort of more than the thoughts and more than what's happening in, in your direct environment, you're kind of connected to spirit, you're connected to more that's happening in the universe and ground it. it, It's a really great way to ground. So I feel like that was a a really powerful moment for me in the beginning around this toxic parenting and my feelings about it. Mm. And actually you mentioned something yesterday um, about children, which I thought was really interesting. And I wanted you to share it just about what children do when they are confused in terms of of how they internalize yeah yeah so when children are confused it depends sort of what the parents looking like so it, it, it can be you know we we internalize and model behaviors we they learn behaviors from our parents um and we follow them we just copy them but with trauma we we stuff it down and we absorb it and and it becomes it's part of our body it's part of our emotional body and when we're thinking about manifestation um this emotional body it's to to put to get the emotional body into a, a really integrated and balanced place to welcome the emotional body back is is probably one of the most profound things you can do it's like returning to your soul energy it's your original soul energy and the way back to that soul energy is this channel of love that we were born with and we will die with it. It will never go anywhere. It's just about recovering it. And often in our childhoods, we 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 forget, we lose that connection to that channel and the idea of that. And so it, it interrupts all of those all of those developments the self-love develop you know the belief in self faith uh, all of the things the little things um it it interrupts that natural growing and and then you know we end up repeating patterns that are not good for us um so as as children this absorbing we just are like sponges we come in with so much unconscious expectation 
of of lo- of being loved and and loving and you know in the womb how you spend your time in the womb can affect how you do you were born into the world but the imprint which is what i i my work's about is about returning people to their soul's imprint so that's not the it's the blueprint it's the blueprint of of the soul and not the imprint of the lifetime if that makes sense so it's sort of returning you to your original state and there is so much that's your power really that's the power there's there's a unparalleled power and strength in returning to that place and it takes a lot of courage to go there it takes a lot of courage to go back to that child who absorbed so much from around him his or her you know what was happening in with the brothers or the sisters or just being alone or the single mother or the parents or the raging father or whatever it is if there's you know any the the, the addiction the alcoholism whatever it whatever's happening um, or just the shut down love. It's just sometimes just shut down heart energy. Um, really affects the the heart of the child. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And how old were you when you when you had this moment then, and when you then started to meditate? So I was a, I was about four or five when I had that moment of reflection, and then I started to meditate when I was sort of six or seven. Um, oh my goodness. I, I learned transcendental meditation and um, we started, I started with a, a walking mantra because children can't really concentrate and they're not really interested in concentrating. And and then I got given a seated mantra, which I, about seven, seven years old, um, a seated mantra. So that's where you, you're, where you're actually sitting. And um, because it's sort of, people at that point you know children have a little bit more concentration now it's quite difficult but you only do a minute per year of your age so you only do six minutes and you build up um and really with meditation you can just do 10 minutes a day I often I really say to people to not get bamboozled by meditation techniques you know I think practice is very very important and healthy habits are really at the core of change um but it's it's sort of can people can get a little bit um, frightened by the idea of meditation, getting it wrong, getting it right, what it's like. So it's more and just sort of do what you can and and really just show up, just try and show up every day in whatever way that you can um, with even just five or 10 minutes will make a difference. I love that. My God, I can't believe you were so young when you started meditating. That's inspired me to want to teach Wolfie meditation young. <laughs> yes, get Wolf doing. I mean, the thing is, the children also now, the souls that are born now are really, you know, open to crystals. And they're so, um, it's like a wave of souls, you know, and, and they are really open to meditation and or, or kind of thinking about energy and chakras and it's it's wonderful so yeah tell me how that goes Roxy. <laughs> um so Estelle what was your second defining moment so I think my second defining moment would be when I was in my early 20s and I was sort of floating around <laughs> I was like I was backpacking and, and pottering about the globe um and I just had this real sense that I wanted to manifest being a TV presenter and I was, I was psychic. I was, I, you know, I, I knew that I had healing abilities, but it was something that I didn't want to 
embrace at that point. I kind of wanted to run from that and do something else. And um, I decided that I want to be a TV presenter. And I, I, I was like, well, how am I going to do this? You know, and at the time it was really, really tough. It was like quite pie in the sky. Um, but I eventually ended up working as a receptionist at a media agency in Carnaby Street where they basically sent CVs to into the, like the BBC, ITV, Channel 4. And I, I ended up on the, on the um, on reception. And then they gave me this job to look, sift through everyone else's CVs and send the, and send the jobs off. And then one day they just said, look, let's, we'll send you off to the BBC um, to work as a, you know, see if you can get this job as a PA. And, and at that time it was like, it was a big, some sort of big deal. But I managed to get this job as a PA. I was the worst PA known to man, I have to say. But I was manifesting every day and I I was sort of, I'd all, I created my vision board, done all of that, and I was really in manifestation mode. And I used to get in the lift at the end of the day with every, all the everyone else and, I, and they'd say, oh, what do you want to do? And I thought, I'm going to be a TV presenter. And they're like, mm, really? <laughs> because everyone wanted to do that. Everyone wanted to be on screen. Um, and then one, like I don't know, about six months later, I was sitting, we were having Christmas lunch and um, one of the execs said to me, you know, do you, what would you, what do you want to do? And I said, oh, I would really like to work in, you know, on screen. And he said, well, I think you should give it a go. And he gave me some money out of his private budget to go and make, to go and make um, a showreel, which is what I did. And I left the BBC. I had this showreel and I was, I sent it off to five of the top agents in, in England and I left my job. And I was like, I didn't, I was coming back to no job. I wouldn't even, I didn't know how I was going to pay the rent, but I trusted that, I would get an agent and I trusted that I'd get a job. And I was on that manifestation every single day. And I went off to a Greek island, had a holiday. And in, in the time that I was there, two of the top agents got back to me. And then about six weeks later, I got my first job on CBBC. And that was very defining that time for me because um, it was very, it was sort of, I kind of created that. I brought that in. And I ended up doing a lot of travel presenting, which was that sort of marrying of those two two parts of me, the part of me that loves to travel, my Sagittarius moon, and um, and then the part, you know, the part of me that, that loves to communicate and be in the world in that way. Um, and so that was that was very that was very powerful. So it was one of it was a, a kind of destiny moment for my soul. It was a destiny moment for my soul mapping on 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 in this lifetime on the planet. Wow. I love that. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. That's, And you know what? I just think, don't you think that when you're in your early 20s, in many ways, it's a lot easier to trust in your manifestation process and to just have, there's a kind of glorious naivety in a way of just going I want to do this I'm going to do it I'm going to be a TV presenter yeah. you know what I mean totally totally it's it's just that you know what is great to harness in your early 20s is that is the courage you know of just like I haven't I haven't done this and I'm and often we're coming out of stuff you know coming out of that kind of teenage coming in, in your early 20s it's like who am I where am I what's going on and it's actually just like well why not just you know throw caution to the wind and go do it go for it and it's it's um it's a great time to to do that yeah completely and did completely. you love it 
Oh yeah, I loved it. It was really, you know, I felt really blessed. I because I got to, to some great sort of access to incredible places. Um, you know, like in Kenya, we went into the we went to the um elephant orphanage and I fed all the elephants and love elephants and you know in in Istanbul went up to the to the blue mosque to one of the you know the, to the minarets like the, the, it was just an amazing um gift of people and places and it was it was wonderful um but then my third defining moment which was the moment of being becoming a mother that shifted that mm. how old were you so I think I was, I'm trying to think, I think I was 30. So 29, 30. So around there. So I must have had Malachi when I was 30. And um, when I had him, and I was living in LA, I was living under the Hollywood sign and I had Malachi, I'd gone out there for TV, but I, I had Malachi and it was time to do what I was meant to do. And so I actually cleared the apartment building that we were in. I did an energy space clearing. And after I did that, I people started turning up on the door, on the, on the doorstep. And I thought, and it was like, mm. and, and when you're of service, you really, it's that thing of getting out of the way of yourself. You know, you're either of service or you're not of service when you, 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 you do what I do. And people are kind of in healing or helping or facilitating healing and transformation and so I just I just invited them in and just started doing what I do um and I always say you can run but you can't hide and that was really a massively defining moment becoming a mother I think it's a massive it's a it's a massive leveler you know it brings you back to some really deep raw really deep stuff and it's a an, an amazing opportunity to go into the shadow and, and come and emerge to have that phoenix moment you know we a lot of women suffer from postnatal depression and um because that time after having a baby is sort of like god where am i it's that where am i again it's that who am i what's happening here um and so i feel like those moments are just they're, they're just incredible for us that you know even when they're really dark we we can grow so you know as much darkness as there is we can we can feel and find the light and so um yeah and so so that was 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 huge for me having my son so after having by the way what a beautiful name of oh, oh, gorgeous you. um after having your son how long was it till you really started um this journey into holistic healing and um you know starting to work with clients and things like that because I, I imagine that was although it was always within you to do it that was what you were meant to do it's such a transition from presenting in LA and Hollywood um yeah. how long did it take for you to really start to come into your your authentic self let's say yeah I mean I'd always had this uh, you know my spiritual journey really was was kind of always happening by the by the side and um and so I like began a relationship I sort of really felt angelic presence in my life when I was quite young um and I used to write about it I used to write poetry and I I, I kind of have this that's it, it that began very at a very young age and my relationship to nature and f hearing um 
hearing and feeling energy. I've, I've been able to do that all my life. So with this, you know, with Malachi, when he was born and there I was at home and he, people, it was quite soon. So he was young. Um, and I think I would say like nine from like nine months, I was, I started to see people. Um, and it was one of those things. And I, I feel like when things are in, again, you're, you're in your sort of, they're part of your incarnation energy. You, they, when you meet them, they, they, those things meet you quickly and it becomes, it's quite effortless. Right. So I tell people, so when I, I see people and I'm picking up on their site, I'm picking up on them psychically, someone will come and see me and, and it, and I'll say to them, you know, there's a book, you could write this book. It's around you. It's for you. But if you don't show up to it, it won't happen. Right. So that person then goes away and they either, they either hear what I say or they don't hear what I say. And if they then decide, well, I believe myself and I believe in myself enough. And even if I don't believe in myself, I'm just going to keep trying every day to believe in myself. And I'm going to try and write this book and I'm going to do it. Um, then the book gets written, but it's these things exist around us, it, but we have to show up to them. And if someone's listening and they don't understand when you're saying show up, what do you mean by that? So that's the daily ritual of routine and, and um, you know, the self-care around being in the world and self-care just what that means is that so when you get the thoughts come in of like I can't or I'm not enough or I'm you know who who am I or why me or that's not me we work with those things we find the tools to work with those things every day to reprogram the brain because it's possible that's what happens we create new neural pathways and the new neural pathways connect us to possibility and change and transformation. So one of the stories that, that I talk about is, is actually um, about Charlotte Tilbury, who's, who's a makeup artist. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's huge. She's a big makeup artist. And she came and, she'd come and see me, came and see me like 20 years ago. And I said to her, you know, you're going to be the next, you, what you have in your, in your incarnation possibility is you could be like the next Estee Lauder. And Charlotte would take things that I say or said, and she'd go, okay then. And off she'd go and just be with that. I might tell someone else something like that and they'll leave and go, oh, I don't know if she really knew what she was talking about or really, or, you know, so it's this thing of just every day, it's 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 you building every day, slowly but surely and, and in a really compassionate way. Uh, showing up to self just every day like what does that look like so if you do five minutes of meditation or if that day you, you're kind to yourself how can you be kind to yourself because when we're kind to ourselves daily and we, we build self-care we build self we're building manifestation routine too because we that self-love resonates and it and it creates breathing space for our dreams it means our dreams can breathe and that is is really fundamental to bringing things in. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the greatest, you know, I mean, it's one of the biggest parts of manifestation is self-love, self-worth, your subconscious beliefs about what you deserve and what you're worthy of. Um, 
And so we need to demonstrate that self-love, show the universe what we think that we deserve. Absolutely. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. So Estelle, there are many people at the moment who are feeling really uh, tired, really drained, really hopeless, really um, just overwhelmed, I think, with everything that's going on. And what would be your sort of first starting point for someone listening that just needs to shift themselves out of this energy and into um, a brighter space? Well, I mean, this is, I, I say that this, I think this is the most intense time since the Second World War in terms of our, what's in the collective, you know, I think two weeks ago, so around the new moon, you know the energy was so heavy and it's a full moon it's a full moon and around the, the times of the moon that the, it's like wow can we actually get out of bed it's it's really full on and um i would say that the first thing is 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 to kind of bring yourself back to those self love practice you know those those very small things every day but also again i mean we've had a year of it and last year it was kind of easier because the sun was shining. It was easier to get outside into nature and, and do all of that stuff. But I still feel like the best place to start is to is inside. And when we deepen that relationship on the inside, it, it, we are not alone and there is something greater. There's a, there's a bigger energy that you're tapping into. And that energy is you can tap into through the heart back into the heart space um so I would say one of the things to do is is to not is to, is to allow all of the feelings allow all of the feelings in and I believe at this time to start a heart journal to journal with your heart energy every day to be whatever it is so it's like I'm feeling grief I'm feeling sadness I'm feeling alone and just write you just write a few words and then at the end of that reflection to just bring and it's enough to just imagine it you can just imagine light pouring through the crown chakra into the heart and we're just filling whatever your belief systems are and just just filling the heart energy just daily with 
this light that comes in through the crown and we're drawing that in from the oceans of light that exist right now right here right now in the universe that do exist so it's really worth tapping into that and using this time whether you've believed in any of that stuff before or not but just using this time to see um because there's there's a, a huge amount of peace and a feeling of being safe that comes from really allowing your heart to open to more oh that's so beautiful I love that. I love that so much. I wanted to quickly ask you something a, a little bit more about the moon because I don't know loads about it, but I know that it definitely affects my sleep. Um, I know that it's a great time to manifest, but could you please explain why we all blame the moon on everything? Is it a real thing that we're feeling? And what the hell is Mercury retrograde? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know where to start, but Mercury retrograde is um, is coming. There's going to be a Mercury retrograde in February, actually. But, you know, we've all heard about the, we've seen the Mercury retrograde memes, haven't we? And it isn't the greatest of times, you know, it isn't the greatest of times, but like, like anything, you know, it's not about, even with astrology, you know, certain signs get kind of a, a really hard time like Scorpio gets a hard Scorpios get a hard time Virgos can get a hard time and, and it's not about you know what's it's not really about any of that it's like it's just how we um integrate what's happening it's everything is an opportunity to grow so the but the full moons have different they come in different signs every month there's a different sign and the energy of the full moon every month is different so so this moon it's in it's in leo and that's really important because we need that fire starter energy at the beginning of this year to kind of blow away some cobwebs the moons absolutely in, they they influence our moods and really the the waters in our body so if you imagine we're made up of I think it's like 80% or even higher um, a percentage of water and the moon affects all the water on the planet so women get very affected by the moon and the mood changes and the sleep changes so when we we get into a rhythm with the new moon and the full moon so the new moon happens at the, in the middle of the month, around the 14th, and the, and the full moon usually happens somewhere at the end. Sometimes there are two moons in one month, full moons, but often not. When we get into the rhythm of those two moons, it's a really powerful way to anchor into the earth, really, and to get a kind of grip on that those surges that happen can happen within us without us really even knowing. So it's a kind of way to master our worlds to just be mindful so often the new moon is the time to seed your dreams and then the full moon is about release um, and I do a full moon meditation and manifestation every month but I always say to just do just manifest I'm, I'm all about manifesting all the time so I'm like bring it on so we, we you know manifest and release every day you know um, but it, they are they do carry different energies so the new moon is when it's dark it's completely dark in the sky you can't see the moon so that's the time to seed and the full moon is the fruition and so that's the time to release um, and it goes round in that cycle and what do you mean by release do you mean 
release letting go of things that aren't serving you or release like surrender to allow what's coming yeah so so good question so release definitely what is what is not serving that and and when you can do it monthly it's a, just a great way to anchor to, to to reflect on how far you've come to reflect on where you are and to and to align those energies with energies pulses that are happening in the earth so as we speak they're happening so why not harness those energies and and bring them into your manifestation practice your self-love practice your mindfulness practice just being closer to nature finding yourself like all of those things it's just a great way to to anchor more and and so the releases I release on. So there might be a relationship that you want to let go of. It might be a work scenario. It might be something that just really upset you that someone said, or you're releasing an old, uh, you've had a kind of a moment where you're like, ah, that really doesn't serve me. So the full moon is a great time to harness that energy and really get rid of it. And also to surrender to what's then coming in, in the, in the, in the new month to bring that in. So it's, it's, it's both of those. Roxy. I'm excited. When's the next new, when's the next full moon? It's soon, isn't it? So the full moon is tonight in Leo. Oh, tonight? It's in, it's in Leo. Oh my God. Yes. I'm going to get going. It's, <laughs> it's tonight in Leo. And I always say to people, you know, you can do your own little full moon ritual and you can just write down what isn't serving you or, and, and, and I always, I, I burn things because burning is good, but, but make sure that's safe and you can, I'm sure you, you can all figure that out. But, um, and it's about intention, you know, you're setting intentions. Mm. So it's that powerful, I'm setting intention on a full moon, you know? Yeah. So it's like, literally like you've got the, you've got the, you've got the kind of, you, you've got universal energy behind you, like all of that moon energy. So bring it on. That's what I say. Absolutely right. My sage is at the ready. Oh, good. And I and you know what? I love that just journaling, like what no longer serves me. Yeah. I just love getting things down on paper, just for that mental clarity of going. Do you know what? It's not serving me to be negative about the way that, or about myself. My self, my low self esteem is not serving me. My, yeah. um, you know, yeah. this person in my life is no longer serving me because they are draining me. You know, and I think writing those kind of things down, and also it, with that comes a level of openness and vulnerability that you have to accept. Because don't you think sometimes it's hard to admit what's no longer serving us? Oh, you yeah. have to you have to face something there that you have to really face your ego to say you've allowed something in your life for this long that's not served you and I think it takes a moment of okay I have to be honest with myself and open with myself and 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 act in a in a way that is self-loving by letting go of these things yeah I mean that's so spot on um it's you know often we're holding on for dear life to this stuff right so it's like literally like white knuckle syndrome and um, when people come and see me, it's like peeling the each finger at a time. And they're like, no, don't do it. Don't take it away from me. And it's like, but you're, <laughs> this is making you really miserable. Like this is like uber miss. It's time to just, you know, heave ho on this stuff, right? You're dragging yeah. it behind you, like dragging it up the hill. Like why? But the thing is, is that often there's that moment where I don't want to look behind me I don't want to see what I'm dragging up the hill I'm just going to pretend it's not there so there's the denial factor is mm. mega because what happens often when we think about stopping 
and turning around and looking is there's this idea that we're going to die under the weight of of this tsunami of what's in the shadow, be it sadness or grief or whatever it is. Well, I, I don't want to look at that, but you're dragging it behind you anyway, right? It's just slowing you down. Mm. And and so to just stop that and 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 have the courage, I mean, that moment is is huge. And it does take a lot. You're right. And I think my I always say, get it out on paper. Just get it out on paper is is the is the best, is a great way to start. You know, it's just very loving. And it's so simple and it's this place to, that you can begin to just address your ego and, and, and let it go. Absolutely. I think it's so important for people to hear that. You know, one thing I get asked a lot is, um, can I manifest a specific person? There's this person and they're not, they, they, we were together and now we're not together, but I really want them. Can I manifest them? And I'm like, no. No, you manifest your perfect relationship. You let go of the ones that are not right. You know, we can't force things. We can only be our most, you know, is make sure that we know our worth. Absolutely. And one of the things also in that surrender, so that's being really in vulnerability and trust because when we try and control events, like I want to be with that guy, he's my twin flame and I know that he's the one and, you know, and I've, I've, I've seen it many, many times. Um, but it's this idea of, of trust. Like when we open those clenched fists and we, we say, okay, I'm going to give over the control and Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust and I'm, what I'm going to bring in it, like you say, is the relationship that my, my, my life partner, the relationship that truly sees me and serves me and, and holds me in my highest esteem and where I can be truly met. And I'm going to mm. trust that that is what I, is, will come for me. And exactly. the guy over there, you know, again, it's like, he may not be good for you. He's not good for you, evidently. Or mm. there's something that's not working, right? Exactly. And it's like, it's, it's, you've got to, we've got to let go of that. The, the, the only thing we can control or, or the, the, where we are, we, we master is our own energy. Okay, just our own energy. It's not about everyone else's energy. It's about what's happening right here, right now inside. That is the most powerful place. And from there, when you say, bring in, bring in the love of my life and just, I'm putting it out there and I'm just going to trust universe, bring me back the love of my life. And let's just see what happens. Because when you put that trust in the universe, something else happens. You are, it's like being on a different platform at the station right you're sitting there waiting for this train to come in and that train has bolted that train isn't coming in it's not happening you're going to be there and it's like a dust bowl and then it's like if we could just remove ourselves and get ourselves to the other platform it's like ah right okay this is where this is my life you get on the train and it takes you and it's that co-creation between Mm. universal energy and and your the power to have the life that you want and bring that in today absolutely absolutely oh I love this do you know what I just could talk about manifesting all day long I really could I think the last thing I'll say on it you know in what you're saying about surrender is I think that one of for me the biggest misconceptions around manifesting is that people think it's about controlling your future and it's just not it's about totally surrendering to what's meant for you yeah um and so getting 
rid of that expectation of control or that need for control and just like you say trusting in the universe trusting in what will be then you can actually just embrace life on such a you know greater level than you'd have ever experienced before completely um so you have been so wonderful um i love chatting to you um i loved hearing about your journey i had no right no idea um i also really resonated with um you know the way you became a mother and that that kind of sent you in the direction of um service to others and being your most authentic self um and i'm so glad that your journey did take you there because you're helping thousands and thousands of people uh, me included so thank you so so much for your wisdom and everything that you do roxy thank you so much for having me i, I feel really blessed to, to to have been on your podcast really special and wonderful conversation oh thank you so much and guys if you want to check out estelle um i will be posting it all over my instagram but what is your website as well so people can come and check you out estellebingham.com easy easy there we go easy peasy thank you so so much lovely (laughs) and have a wonderful day lots of love Bye. bye even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.